This is a Sunday game of gardener. Dotson. That's right. New day. We come out every Friday at the end of your week. At the end of your busy, busy week. But before we we get into, I don't usually at start on the podcast like this. But um, before we get into today's podcast, I pro- probably should uh talk about this letter of complaint. I, I, I need to make an apology. At the start of uh, the podcast. Unusual, I know. We don't usually um, start on a negative. But let's get this out of the way. I've been told that I've got to um, also apologise uh, after we got this email come through. I'm, and I love hearing your emails and your, your reviews on Apple Podcasts and, and, and all sorts. But uh, and a direct email um, from Australia. G'day. G'day, mate. How you, how you doing? Let me... I've not read it yet, but I've been told to um, to read out. Uh, g'day there, g'day, g'day there, Len, Len, Len. I'm guessing that Len, Len. Is that maybe it's a spell, spell, spell check that? Uh, my name is Angela Jones from Birdsville, Australia. Birdsville. Tweet, tweet. G'day, g'day, Angela. And currently, this year's podcast has been the worst yet. Yes, I agree for anyone with children or at a school, this is the place to be. Thank you. You're, you're, you're very correct. But for someone in their late 80s with children just leaving, just leaving home? Your late 80s? <clears throat> someone who's in their late 80s with children just leaving home, I'm no longer interested in listening. No. This is not a good way to start. No longer interested in listening. You're not funny anymore. What? It's a bit, it's a bit much, isn't it? Free speech and that, but... What happened to when you used to do those silly dances on Instagram? I don't, I'm 34. I'm, I'm coming out of 35, Angela. I've followed you for many years. Bought every lawnmower you advertised. And now I get this. The last episode... I listened to from March as I'm a little bit behind on listening features a terrible Australian accent from yourself please do better Haru Angela feel bad for doing the accent at the start now Um, well we're, we're all inclusive here Angela, so good day, to, good day to you, and um, we'll do, we'll try we'll try doing better. I, I, um, I suppose. Thanks for um, thanks for getting in touch.
Hello there, dear listener, and welcome. Welcome, welcome to the Teacher Up Parent Garden Club. And like I said, new day today. New new day for the podcast release. Every Friday it comes out after a long, hard week at school or during work on a Friday. Check it out. comes out in the morning, so if you want to listen to it in the morning, you, you very much can. Um, but hopefully it will give you some amazing ideas that you can do over the weekend with the kids. Maybe you're thinking about after six weeks. After six weeks off. Come to that in a second. After six weeks off. Um, I'm sure, just like myself, we are wondering, <laughs> what on earth are we going to do now? I spent everything. I've spent it all. Now what at the weekend? They expect they expect to go to Alton Towers every week. It's not happening. Didn't happen anyway, but you know what I mean. Uh, so, New Day, Fridays, it comes out now for you here at the Teacher Parent Garden Club. How about about it um i think we we all got to say we've all got to say that um if you're a parent we've made it we made it through the uh the treacherous six weeks <laughs> no let up was there no let up in in kids or heat so that was that was good uh to you teachers i hope you had a nice break although i did i saw olive's head teacher today she only got two weeks in the middle of a six weeks i i would literally i mean i know they can't they work very hard teachers and if you're listening and you're a teacher we do salute you um i would literally as soon as them kids leave i'll be like see you in six weeks that's me done don't bother calling me i know they can't do this by the way and i'm obviously uh i'm (laughs) trying to be understandable to your teachers i get it you can't do this but i'll be like see you later Speak to you on the, literally the 5th. I'll come in on the Sunday. Two hours on Sunday. Get the classroom ready. Here we go. Or, or maybe make an activity. First day back. Get the kids to sort the classroom out. Um, what an amazing six weeks early though. We had such a good time. And uh, and I'm pleased to say that the podcast has returned everyone. Um, with a little bit of a, a zhuzhin. Uh, a little bit of a zhuzhin. We're just like, well, you know me. I like to change it around a little bit. And, you know, it has changed a lot, right, from weekend tea break days. We've got so much more focus. Um, one of the things we're going to talk about later on in today's show is uh, something that is very close to my heart and, and something that I've seen pop up a lot at schools um, and in family gardens, which, which worries me, which means that this is the perfect time to talk about it. If you've seen the title of this episode, you'll know what it's about. It's about that plastic rubbish called artificial grass. Um, we're we are not sponsored by artificial. That is for sure. We are not sponsored by artificial grass. Um, but yeah, back to school, everybody, which is absolutely brilliant for us parents. Oh yeah. Uh, but Olive, it's just literally the by week five, she was ready. She was ready to get back into school. We had loads of plans. They didn't happen. Um, mainly it, as punishment. We're not doing this because you'll be a naughty. And she was just like, yeah, alright, cool. I don't want to anyway. How, how are you meant to... How are you meant to... How are you meant to tell your kids off if they don't even care? We were going to go to London. It didn't happen. 
Ah, <sighs> well, obviously she um made it into this week's episode, so um I sat down with Olive. We had a little bit of chat about a six week Saturday and an eco festival she went to. So this is the part of the podcast where each week I speak to my daughter Olive. Olive That's a bit noisy. Um Olive, how are you doing? You alright? Yeah, I'm doing good. You just got back from uh school? Yeah. How's it going? Really good. First couple of days back. How's your new teacher? Her name is Miss Artis. How is she? Good. Is she a little bit like um Miss Honey? From Matilda. Matilda. Yeah. And you're Matilda. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, You don't have a head teacher that's horrible like that one. No, your head teacher's lovely. Um, Yeah. uh, How was your six weeks holiday? How did you feel it went? It was your first Um, proper full six weeks holiday away from school. uh, Amazing. Amazing. Any highlights you want to tell the podcast listeners about? Because you've not been on the podcast... What is this podcast? This podcast is a teacher parent garden club. I thought you'd do this on your own. Yeah, but I'm going to bring a new feature in where you're going to come in each week. If only if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, good six weeks. Highlight of the six weeks. What's your best bit? Um, You could pick anything out of all the amazing things me and mum did for you. Everything? I'll take it. Um, uh, the last thing you did as part of the school holidays was uh, something called Colchester Eco Fest, which I couldn't go to. Unfortunately, I was away that day, but you went with mum. Uh, can you tell the listener... Was that the day when I went um, to cinema? Also went to cinema, but the listener might... I went to Nando's. I went to That's... the superhero thing yeah. in town. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, I know all that stuff, yeah, but... Today on the Gardening Podcast, hmm. people like to know about... We're talking about um, artificial grass. We'll talk about it in a second. But uh, you went to an eco-festival. Can you tell us a little bit about the eco-festival? Also, also, when I was walking to the eco-festival, there was artificial grass. There was. We'll come to that in a sec. Tell me about the eco-fest, please. So there was pollution thingies, like a pollution station sort of. Like you could draw pictures... There's an activity bit um, about saving the bees and all the plants and save the world. So it was basically, so it was basically save the world sort of theme, all of it. What sort of things did you learn about saving bees? Saving like, bees, saving the world. Um, there was something about you got some wildflowers. Oh yeah, so I go indoors and get some. You can go, we'll go. We'll get him in a minute because we will sow some wildflowers because we're going to make a little wildlife garden. But where are you off to? Just nowhere. What? She's just getting up. Right, she's just readjusting her uniform. Right, okay, are you happy now? Yep. Yeah. I'm not hot. You what? No, I'm not hot. You were too hot, okay. Um, What was the sign thing you made? What was that sign thing? Saying, like, it says the save the world sign. Save the world. Um, stop pollution free. Pollution free, that's really important, isn't it? 
Olive, you have been like one of the people that are is is super into recycling and looking after the planet. Do you do a lot of that at school? Well, I was tomorrow. I didn't do it today, but but I was um I was going to ask Miss um artist if we could um if we could again could do like up go up the field one day and litter pick oh that'd be good wouldn't it oh that's a really good thing oh good idea olive in fact olive a lovely little segue if she got a school garden success plan there is actually a part of the lessons where you look after by litter picking Really? Yeah, yeah, that's school. Should I give her one? She should get a schoolgarnsuccess.co.uk. Should I give her one? Dot UK. What? Should I give her one? I thought we can't, we can't give her one at the moment, but... Why? Well, if she could get, well, the school could get one for the class. All of them! Where can they get that from? Schoolgardenandsuccessplan.co.uk. Yeah, right, anyway, um, artificial grass. We're talking about it in this week's podcast. Um... Because I believe it should be banned. Uh, you said you saw you said you saw some artificial grass. Yeah, um, the plastic grass we're talking about. Any thoughts about that? Uh, well, it looked nice because it had all stones in the middle that had grown up like a sort of crystal. But the thing was, it was a bit like like what it was like. It was like. Let me know subscribe it. Well, it was like... <laughs> it was like... It was grass. Yeah. And, like, it looked really spiky. Yeah. Because it was artificial and it looked bad. You think... It, if you had a choice between proper grass and artificial grass, what would you pick? Um, it's a bit in the middle because I think artificial grass looks nice. As I said, that house front bit looks nice. Mm. Um, but I think grass would be better for the world. Yeah, do you know why? Have you got any thoughts about why that could be? No. Well, it's better for wildlife, for starters. Because how are the birds meant to get the worms out if there's plastic grass? Mm. It's better for heat because um, the normal lawn absorbs heat whereas plastic grass just gets hot and sometimes melts and also plastic grass is not recyclable so when we get rid of it it just goes to the bin into the landfill and into the hole into the ground and it takes years and years to just be like years long long time what do you think about that bad yeah exactly not good for our environment is it do you think yeah one of the things that we want to do with gardening is what? Save the world and let the bees be free. That, well, that's a good place to, to end it there. Olive, uh, we'll speak to you next week. Have a good one. Bye. On with the podcast. Hello, hello there. My name is Adam Frost. That's right, Adam Frost from Gardener's World. How you doing, my geezer? What's going on? Uh, Adam Frost, Adam Frost, alright, Adam Frost, how you doing? Just, I'm just one of you, I'm just one of you, I'm just one of the people, that's right, Adam Frost, garden designer and garden presenter, 
Uh, anyway, the reason that Lee got me on here today is to tell you all about School Guard success. And what an amazing guy that Lee Connolly is. In fact, he's so good, I once said in his book... What does it say in my book? <clears throat> I once said in my, in my book that encouraging the next generation to get out in the garden has always been important to me. Some of the very earliest and fondest memories I have are garden with my grandparents. I learned a lot from them about growing in my own little patch. I, I went on a little bit. It really developed my love. <laughs> there are so many uh, benefits to kids getting their hands dirty and encouraging them to do this is something Lee has been doing his whole career. I've known Lee for a long time, both freshman and as a friend. That's why right, I'm his mate. For me, this has always blown me away about him, not just his passion and enthusiasm, but his tireless effort to pass his love of gardening on to youngsters. And that brings me on perfectly to his school garden success plan, which is available right now. That's right. He is getting schools gardening by giving them all of the equipment they need, that like perfect, brilliant equipment that he's tried and tested over the past 10 years of his career, like from the raised bed, the compost, the seeds, everything that that class is going to need. He then gives them free lessons every single month, free easy lessons for the teacher and teacher support. That's right, teacher support that you, the teacher, can just contact his team and they'll get back to you and help you out. So, school garden success. If you want your school to have complete school garden success, then that is what you need to do. Schoolgardensuccess.co.uk Get your class gardening this year. Thanks so much to Adam Frost there for advertising uh, School Garden Success. Uh, you know, I do talk about it a lot on this podcast, and many of the members of School Garden Success listen to this podcast too. So, hello to you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, this probably, uh, apart from January, there's, you know, throughout the entire year, three lessons every single month, we have little peaks and troughs of what we get up to but probably this is the most exciting part of the year because members of school grant success are coming back to school this week and seeing what they can harvest from their raised beds because one of the biggest things that i found was school guns just sort of die off throughout the six weeks holiday no one's there to look after them and uh and luckily with our raised bed it waters itself you put it onto a timer it waters itself throughout the school holidays, which means you'll come back some beautiful vegetables to uh, harvest. So this is probably the most exciting time of the week. A new class that gets to see what the class before had grown. It inspires them for next year. And I love that. I love that so much. So that is what uh, people on School Gun Success are doing. If you do want to get involved, schoolgunsuccess.co.uk. And hey, this September is £499. Don't miss out on that. 499 in September. It goes up to 599 in October. So don't miss out right now, everybody. Um, that is, is um, very exciting. I love it. I love doing the plan. I love being part of that. And that uh, the team are ready to answer any of your questions. If you have got any questions, uh, drop us an email schools at skijingana.co.uk and the team will get back to you from there. Now, on to our subject this week artificial grass and i keep in fact the school recently 
I went to had so much artificial grass. Honestly, a ridiculous amount. Another school I went to, I don't know who laid theirs, but it'll definitely be up by next year. Um, I'm not a massive fan of it. I, I really hate it. Someone came to me the other day and said to me, oh yeah, I'm thinking about getting some artificial grass. I'd get out. Get out now. Artificial grass is possibly... No, not no, not possibly. Is one of the worst things to ever hit the garden industry ever. And it's becoming more and more popular, which is quite worrying, if I'm honest with you. Uh, the more that I see it, especially I've just joined TikTok recently, the amount of artificial grass I see on there is a joke. Uh, I heard from my good friend David Hedges Gower uh, at the weekend. He said, hello, chap. Hope you're well. Uh, he said, I just want to talk to you quickly and see if you can sign a document. Um, was it an invoice? No, it wasn't. Uh, he, he said, uh, his little words of zorns, we still have control. Conspiracy and corruption of the petroleum companies, but we need notable to sign an open letter to DEFRA before we make it public. Would you be happy? Oh, I don't know if I was meant to read that bit. But plastic grass is devastating to our environment and to our gardens with 8 million square metres alone laid last year. That is ridiculous. And apart from the lies about how it is, saves water, it doesn't save water. It takes 4,000 litres to make a square metre. Hmm. As well as being amazing for our... Not being amazing for our... It's not recycled and is burnt and buried because a huge CO2 release. Well, I could have told you that. An absolute joke of a product. It's the worst thing ever. Do you know what? A few years ago, I had David on the podcast, and I thought this would be the perfect time to share a little clip from that episode. So, um, without further ado, here's David Hedgegower and me chatting about grass. We, we talked about... Um a few days ago we spoke about artificial grass and how it's becoming especially with like like my friend he's just bought a house and his option was either not have any lawn or have an artificial grass or getting lawn down luckily he went for the lawn lawn one but the artificial grass is now an option in new builds for younger people who you know we've got a lot we feel like we've got lots going on so we ain't got time to cut the grass and stuff so it seems like an easy option for people to go to. Is that like, how do you feel about, about that sort of thing? Well, I, I mean, personally, I, I find it appalling, but I also um, understand why. Grass is, um, we, we don't have many plastic uh, things in gardening, and, and hopefully um, we'll eradicate more as we go along, but, but it is plastic. Um, but of course, it's it's so it's popular because grass is popular. Uh, it's putting back gardens. I mean, essentially, it is a carpet. I went into carpet right um, and other outlets, of course, um, and and saw some in on a roll. And you think, yeah, actually, you you underestimate that this is just a piece of carpet. Um, so yeah, I I don't I personally see why people do it, but it is plastic. I think it should. Should I wouldn't say ban, but I, th- I think it should be certainly monitored because I think um, another twenty years it could be like the um, the Alan Titchmarsh decking system, you know, scenario where we sort of end up with a big pile of uh, plastic grass that we can't burn, can't dispose, can't bury, 
um, and think, yeah, if we'd have done this 20 years ago, maybe it should have been uh, should have been controlled or banned or whatever. So I, I'm I'm not a big fan. I think we have got the alternative now. You know, the robot mower. Yeah. Uh, my daughter's 26, 25 actually. I beg your pardon. And uh, she doesn't have the time. She's a youngster. She um, would prefer not to mow the grass. So, you know, we bought a robot mower. So she's got the added benefit of of the lawn still doing its environmental wonders. Um, but she never has to mow it as well. So, the, I think the alternative um, has been covered. So, it, I, I'm not sure it's a, a good thing for anybody. But maybe the message needs to get out there that there's another alternative convenience for yeah. people. Like expense wise. I- if you don't want to mow your lawn, then a robot mower is probably cheaper than it is to artificial. <laughs> oh God! I would I wouldn't know what it would cost to to do an artificial uh, lawn, obviously. Um, but yeah, I mean, you buy a robot mower for a thousand pounds. If you, I don't know how long they last. I mean, obviously at the moment we're probably in the early stages. But you know, if it was hundred pound a year, um, you know, if they only lasted ten years, which I'm sure they would last longer, given the environmental benefit of um, you know. It actually releasing a natural lawn, releasing the oxygen that you're breathing in your garden. I think it's um, it's a much better alternative. So yeah, I, I'm not a fan, but you know, as gardeners, we shouldn't be a fan of plastic. We are horticulturists at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, my like some of the lawns I see today, I want my lawn to look like everyone does. Although someone did someone say they wanted um, to get rid of. I've lost the word. You know what? It's what, all over Tank Park. What's it called? Clover. Clover. Yeah, yeah. Sort of get yeah. rid of Clover. I, yeah. I, I, although I did have a load of Clover in my garden last okay. year. Just disappeared. Just disappeared. Like, yeah. I don't know where it's gone. This year. <laughs> but anyway, that's another story. But um, obviously, I don't think she get rid of Clover. So I think it's good, good for wildlife and stuff. But for people that want to improve their lawns, um, have you got any tips? Because I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you. No, I, I, did, I, you I, know, I, the, what I've learned. You know, the, 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 I, I mean, I find this quite strange in a, in some respects, but then I, in some respects, I don't. You know, we're we're in 2019, and a lot of horticulturists even don't understand that it's a plant. Yeah. It, of course, it is a plant. Yet most horticulturists know how to grow a plant, um, and we grow it from underneath, don't we? We we any plant. If you put a plant in a poor piece of soil, we we know. We wouldn't do that in the first place. Nobody goes to a garden centre and says, you know, if you've got a bag of awful soil, please, <laughs> yeah. I want to plant this plant. But within our lawn, of course, we, we tend to think, well, it's I can't even see it. So we don't think of it. Therefore, then we don't think of it as a plant and therefore we don't do anything to the soil. You know, last year, nature, which obviously makes, you know, controls all that we do, um, it showed its strength last year and it, it created a problem within our soils. Um, now, gardeners may uh, may do something to the soil in their vegetable beds and flower beds, and go, yeah, we we know that we've got to add more organic material, or or at least turn soil over to loosen it a bit. It's obviously difficult to do that within a lawn, but there are things that you can do, um, and, and making your soils work is key. Yeah. Um, and trying to compete with what nature's throwing at us is is key as well. So. You know, pre-planning or pre- certainly understanding that, you know, after a drought, we've got to do something about it. Maybe before winter, when it's going to get wet, we need to perhaps make something happen to the soils to make the, the water percolate through and drain a bit better. So it's not rocket science. No. 
it's just trying to identify it as a plant and some of the things that we can do to to, to make the health of the grass because if you make the soil good the grass will be good that's that's quite easy Thanks so much to David for coming on the podcast all those years ago. If you want to find out more, check out the notes. Um, honestly, if you're thinking, if maybe you're at home, let's hit with the home people first. If you're at home, you're a parent, you're a grandparent, you're thinking about getting artificial grass because it's easier. It's not easier, all right? You still have to go out there. I've seen people hoovering it. It stinks. If it rains too much, it stinks. All right, and it costs a lot to lay. It's a, a joke price compared to lawns. Also, you know, in the summer we had that really hot weather, right? It was hot, weren't it? Oh, it was hot. Grass. It sort of it it takes in that heat. It, instead of bouncing it back like artificial grass or concrete, where you've got a lot of hard landscaping in your garden, what you'll find is it gets really hot. But the grass sort of takes it in, takes in that heat. So it's good. It's good for our planet. Imagine if we all basically tarmacked the whole of the world. It, it wouldn't go down well, would it? No, exactly. It, you know, it might look great to start with. And we're all trying to get those Instagram-worthy gardens, aren't we? And are we sure? We are. But there's something about a lawn. And, and this podcast is all about children's garden, right? Letting Olive go outside. I am in my garden, especially in the summer. I don't wear shoes. It, there's something about going onto grass and having like those blades of grass, like going through your toes. That there's there's it's different. It's a different level, right? If it's the heat we've had and you've got artificial grass, and I, I hope I'm trying to take you away from the the option of artificial grass. If you go barefoot on that artificial grass in the heat we've had recently, hot! That's hot! Good luck. Good luck to that. You know they say, don't um, don't take your pets out in the, in the heat. Well, you don't take your own feet out if you've got artificial artificial grass. Everybody, um, it's not it's not good. It's not good, and it's not apart from all that. It's not good for the planet. Because, I'll be honest with you, I, I knew someone, he moved to a place of artificial... He had to get rid of it. They can't recycle that. There's actual pictures. If you look on Google, and Google's never lied to me. It's never lied to me, peeps, all right? Ever. If you look on Google, there is piles and piles of this artificial grass that just has not been used. Honestly, it is not great. Not great at all. Um, I don't like it. I think it should be banned. We've got rid of peat now, haven't we, in, in gardening. The next step has to be, it has to be artificial grass. Like I say, I'm worried about the amount I have to see on social media. It really worries me. There's a link to this open letter to the Secretary of State for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs. If you want to go and check it out, go sign it. Please go and sign it. Um, there's also a lot of information on there um, that you can find out more, basically, about artificial grass. 
and how terrible it is, then please go and sign it. And, oh yeah, I said about homes, didn't I? Schools as well. I see a lot of schools. And, you know, I do get it. Lawns at schools, they take a beating, right? They do. It is true. But in the summer, anyway, there's not a, there's not a lot you got to do. Your lawn's going to go yellow, whatever. Especially now with the bills going up. Uh, and you, if maybe you're not on a meter, then brilliant. But generally, especially at schools, you're on a meter. Um, the, the grass dies. It, it dies on top. To, and it sort of holds onto its energy underneath the ground. If I look out into my garden right now, there's patches of yellow. But we're sort of seeing little sprigs of green coming through, everybody. And at one point, you thought my garden was a desert. It's just sitting underground. It's just, it's just keeping nice and cosy, ready for a few splashes of rain, and it'll pop back through. Um, grass doesn't have to be a difficult thing to look after, and even if you are finding it a little bit difficult, artificial grass is not, is not the answer. Plus, bird like wildlife. Wow, I hate this stuff. Um. I'm brave. I'm brave. I'm brave. It's not for me. <laughs> hey, I've really enjoyed this podcast today. I hope you have to uh, a little bit of a different uh, vibe to it, which is always good. Um, thanks so much to everyone for listening. Thank you very much for subscribing. And uh, hey, if you want to give a review, please do. Five stars only. You know how it works. If you want to get involved with School Gun Success, again, schoolgunsuccess.co.uk is the place to head to. And that open letter is in the link in the notes. So uh, go click on that. Go sign it. And let's get rid of it. Let's make gardening a pastime that in 30 years' time, we're not going to regret. That's all I'm saying. Thanks for listening. Oh! Yeah! We learn a lot on the podcast today Like don't use artificial grass, it's not okay We spoke to Olive about EcoFest She said yeah, 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 it was the best We said sorry to Angela And once again I'd like to apologize to all Australian listeners Good day to you Ooh, ooh Yeah, yeah is a teacher parent garden club podcast oh yeah don't use that artificial grass ooh ooh mm mm yeah yeah mm mm don't use that artificial grass or you can oh you can kiss my podcast goodbye uh, what do you think I was <clears throat> gonna say
This is a Cinemagana Gardener Dachshund.